You are listening to the after party, after show of Not the Party. If you're here, you probably already know what the after party is. I've spoken about it like a thousand times. It's always, you're invited to the after party. And I'm like sick of saying it, but I also need to promote it so that like more people do subscribe. So thank you so much. If you're hearing this, you've obviously subscribed. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Fuck. I appreciate it so much. In this episode, I'm going to be reading a letter I wrote to myself five years ago. So when we were in year seven, we did this, like our entire grade, my school, my grade coordinator said, basically set up this activity for us all to write a letter to ourselves in 2017 that we'd open obviously in 2022, five years later when we finished high school. Most people did it. I think there was a couple of my friends that didn't do it, but it's so weird because I remember specifically on this day and I remember it as clear as day. It was 2017. It was like September. We were in class and they said, we're going to be doing this activity and Straight away, I was kind of like, oh, this is super cool. Like, hopefully they actually go through with this and we do open it in five years. And then we started writing the letters and I kind of just got stumped because I was like, I think I started to get uncomfortable because they'd said that the year 12s that year and the grade coordinator were all like going to be packaging them up into letters and like preparing them to like take out of the archives five years later or whatever. So when I was writing it, I was a bit insecure. I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to write about this or I don't want to say this because like, I don't want someone to read that and think, or like, even if I don't know them, it's just weird if somebody's reading it and I only want to go to myself. So I wasn't sure. Anyway, long story short, nobody ever read them because they did get sealed before we even handed them back to the teacher or whatever. But obviously, as I said, I graduated and well, I haven't graduated yet. The graduation's in like a month, but I finished school completely now. I just have HSC exams in a couple of weeks, but we won't get into that because I don't want to talk about it. But when was it? Like a week and a half ago. I had my last day of school and on the last day, they handed the letters back to us. And I, as I was saying before, I knew this day was coming because I remember the day we wrote it clear as day. And I remember on the day I wrote it after I had written whatever I wrote, I remember thinking on the day I wrote it that I was like, oh my God, this is cringe. Like, I don't want to read this ever again. I'm going to read this in like five years and fucking hate myself for it. And it's so funny because ever since that day, I have dreaded opening this opening this letter because I remember for the most part, like some of the stuff I wrote in it, but there was a lot of stuff in between that I didn't know I wrote. So it was kind of like a little bit trippy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to open it. I have obviously, I obviously read it already, but I thought that this would be a good opportunity to read it on my podcast and make this available for the after party. So on the front, it says Brock Vallesini, and it's got a bunch of scribbles underneath and that says 7.1, which was my homeroom. That's on the front of the actual envelope. Then, oh no, not that. That's not what we want. Funny story, but I was late on the last day to school and I'm always late. And so the office ladies like absolutely love me. No, some of them actually hate me, but there's like this one office lady who loves me. She, I have like the best combos with her every morning and I was late on the last day and then we're joking around and I was saying like, oh my God, you should sign my late slip. And then later on in the day, she actually did come and sign it. It was so funny. So now in the envelope, I had a signed slip from my favorite office lady. Anyway, so let's read this. Ooh, the blue pen, the handwriting. My handwriting actually doesn't look terrible here. It just kind of like, like you can tell I was younger. I don't know. All right. Dear future me, how you going? I'm currently 13 and writing this to you. My height currently is 1.82 centimeters which I think is actually a lie. I think I didn't know how much, how tall I actually was because I'm not that tall now. I think I'm like 180 centimeters, not even 
182. So I was definitely tripping. I was probably like 172. I probably just fucking got that wrong. It is the 13th of September, 2017. I received an academic award in science equal third. All my grades are AABBAB. Where are my grades now? What are you studying now or did study? Did you continue on to the drama slash acting plan? Are you still making YouTube videos like you were? My goal is to get into acting or some similar career. I want to live in an apartment on Darling Harbour or a beach like Bondi. (gasps) Can you tell I was 12 when I wrote this? Wow. In 10 years, I want to be an actor in some sort of show or movie. I don't want to be working some boring job I won't enjoy. I love the way films are assembled. It's incredible. I'm currently interested in old film photography and apparently my Instagram feed is, quote, goals, unquote. Do you still listen to your favorite art? Do Wow. Why did that sound like that? Do you still listen to your favorite artist, Sabrina Carpenter? How was her album SC3? My bedroom is currently decorated in Ikea and Kmart and is all white with wood textures. This morning I woke up at 4am to wake, not, not wake, to watch the Apple event for the launch of the iPhone X and I'm tired as fuck. I tell the cheesiest jokes and I think I'm hilarious. Bye Felicia. See you in 2022. Well, we're going to pretend I didn't say bye Felicia because I'm pretty sure that's A-A-V-E and like we don't stand saying that. So let me just think for a second. Fuck. So yeah, obviously I lied when I said I was 1.82 centimeters tall. That's a fucking lie. I was like 172, not 182. So that was a fucking lie. So I'm confused by the question what are you studying now or did study? Because did I think I was going to be getting this letter back when I'm in like uni or something? Because that clearly was not the case. And I knew that bright as day. If I'm talking about more so like studying in school, well, I studied business studies, studies of religion, like bio. I don't know. Is that what 12 year old me want to know? I don't know. Did you continue on to the drama slash acting plan? So this is something I've never spoken about with anyone, but I had this plan in I think it was 2017 is when I first made the plan, but it was kind of like continuous over the past few years. The plan was basically called the acting slash drama plan. It was basically my plan as, as it says in the fucking title, it was basically my plan to get into acting um, through doing YouTube stuff. And I had like this whole plan planned out and like, I just would always speak about it and like manifest it. And it was like what I want to follow through with to reach my goals. Anyway, goals change, things change. As for the drama acting plan, I th- I'd say I'm still doing it because I was signed with an agency the past year. That contract just ended because of like, yeah, look, this is a lot of stuff I'm covering next week. So I won't bother talking about it right now. Although I did continue with the drama and acting plan. So I can tick that one off the list. I can be proud of myself for that because I feel like that was a big achievement achievement in itself is just like getting through that entire phase of like wanting to do that and making at least minor achievements I wanted to make within that kind of aspect of my life. I got an agency. I did a bunch of acting classes. Considering I wrote this in 2017 before I even did acting classes and stuff like that is crazy because I only started that in 2018 and then 2019, 2020. So that was like three years or whatever it was. So this was before even then. So you can see that I really did go through with it and I did stick it through up until obviously the past year with the agency and I've only just come to the conclusion of that contract. So I guess I can tick that one off the list. What's next? Wait, I want to have an apartment in Bondi or Darling Harbour. I think I was saying like, I want that in the future. I don't think I was saying obviously being in year 12 and having that because like, I don't think that was implying it at all. Right now, I kind of feel 
obviously you can't really have an apartment in Darling Harbour. That's so stupid. I think I was just writing shit out of my ass there. Bondi? I mean, Bondi's not too bad. If I could live anywhere in Sydney, where would I live? I think I'd live kind of up north slightly, kind of... No, that's a, that's even a line itself. Because I feel like it's kind of cliche and tacky to live near the beach. Everyone does that. So I'm thinking like, I was going to say, if anyone knows where like Palm Beach and shit like that is, I was going to say that up that way north, but I kind of don't feel that way anymore. Maybe if anything, just more city wise, because there's so much more accessibility to like do things there that I want to do. So I think a suburb more specific would be like, yeah, look, I don't even know. I don't even know. We don't give a fuck either. I thought it was really interesting how I said, I don't want to be working some boring job. I won't enjoy. Even this podcast itself has been evident of this entire topic. I just thought it was really weird that I foreshadowed that. I was like, obviously implying after school, but even then it was still relevant to like future circumstances. I don't know. I'm currently interested in old film photography and apparently my Instagram feed is goals. That's really funny because in 2017, I had this era of like, I literally was obsessed with film photography, like 35 millimeter disposables, all that stuff. And I had borrowed a actual proper film camera. Like it was like a film DSLR looking thing, Canon DSLR looking film camera thing that was really old that I borrowed from a family member. And I shot a whole bunch of 35 millimeter content on it. And I was just obsessed with the whole like grainy look, the old vintage kind of look, the idea of developing the photos, getting the photos developed. And that that was like actually quite a long era. And photography in general, I was really interested in, but it was kind of just like, you know, when you go through that phase of like, you take a photo of something on your fucking iPhone and you're like, oh, I'm a photographer. Like you take a photo of a fucking candle on a table at a restaurant and then you'll post it on Instagram and you're like, hey guys, follow my photography account. <laughs> and then you like drag it on and then you realize later like, oh, it was actually shit. So most of my stuff wasn't shit, but it was kind of just that mentality of I'm such a good photographer because I know how to autofocus on anything that's close to the camera. But that's interesting because now film photography has come back into like fashion and I feel like Polaroid camera, like I feel like Polaroids and old photography styles and film photography has been popular for a while, but it's only really been within the past two years since like the beginning of 2020 when it really became an actual solidified trend. I think that came with TikTok with like people posting their disposables and like Instagram dumps with disposables and then Instagram becoming more casual and shit like that. See how I just like predict trends before it happens like years before. And then by the time everyone got to the point of like being obsessed with film photography and disposables and shit, I just don't even give a fuck. I'm more of a Polaroid person right now. Everyone sleeps on Polaroids. Polaroids are so fucking cool. And I have this Polaroid eye, what is it? Polaroid one step two eye type film camera. I don't fucking know. It's the coolest thing I've ever fucking bought. I take, every time I take photos of myself, I have to at least get one Polaroid on it. The only reason I don't use it that much is because the film for it is like fucking, I think it's $40 for eight photos in a one car cartridge or whatever the fuck it's called. But yeah, by the time everyone was like posting disposables and shit, I wanted to hop on the trend, obviously, but I was also like, you know, I've already done this. Like, I've, I'm kind of like past that. Do you still listen to your fave artist, Sabrina Carpenter? How was her album, SC3? I didn't remember writing this in this at all. I wasn't expecting this to be in it whatsoever, but it wasn't until I read it when it clicked in my mind and I was like, oh, what the fuck? That album was one of the most life-changing albums for me, which is so cringe to say, but 
being 100% serious, that was the album that got me through from the beginning of high school up until the end of high school, more so up until like just before COVID. And that was kind of like the the roughest few years of high school because it was like a lot of change. Like you're obviously like becoming who you are and all that shit, all that cringe shit, you know what I mean? And it's just like an awkward phase of life. So that album, Singular Act One, if you don't haven't heard it, that was the one album that got me from the start to the end of the really awkward phase. And then I feel like year 10, 11, and 12 were all kind of chill because everyone kind of gets along a bit more and whatever. And everything's just a bit more bearable, which is crazy because it all links back to finishing high school and school in general. This letter mentioning, have I heard of SC3? Little did I know that that would be the album that would get me through. Are you still making YouTube videos like you were? That was really interesting for me to read because, <laughs> and here's the thing. This, oh, it sounds weird. I don't know. When I wrote this, I had wrote, I had, fuck. When I had written this letter, I didn't know if I wanted to write that in this letter or not, because I thought to myself, okay, well, what if I get five years in and I'm like, not doing it anymore. Like I fail, I give up. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just like, like, I'm just, you know, what if I just fail basically? Like literally the moment I wrote it, I was like, oh, fuck's sakes, I shouldn't have wrote that because I'm going to look back at it and just like feel feel like shit reading it. For the past five years, literally one of the main reasons I refused to give up or not even just give up, just like to stop with YouTube and just like try something else was because I didn't want to get to this point and then read this letter. And it, I knew for a fact that it said, how's your YouTube channel going? And that was one of my main motivators was the fact that I didn't want to disappoint myself. And funnily enough, when I read the letter, I wasn't disappointed. I read it. And of course I was like, oh, I missed that. Like I missed doing that. That was fun. I genuinely was like, oh, that's sweet that like I wrote that. But it's really interesting because now as I've grown and I've gotten into different things and I've like changed my, like my interests have changed just over time, just general shit, right? I've gotten to the point now where I'm now not doing YouTube specifically, but I'm still doing the same shit with the same end goal just in a different format, just in a different kind of way, which is really cool because I think if I did go through with YouTube and I wasn't as successful as I was with some of my other projects I've done or just like some of my other stuff I've done or been doing basically, if I wasn't as successful with YouTube as I was with those things, then I probably would have been more disappointed if I stuck through with YouTube. So in hindsight, I'm just, wait, is it, I don't, I always got to use in hindsight, but I never know if I'm using it right, but I'm just going to say in hindsight, I'm proud of myself for where I've come with all the social media stuff. And I'm not mad that I am not really that into YouTube anymore. The see it in 22 part, the see it in 2022 part is the part that hit me when I was reading it. Not because I was like, Oh, the fact that I wrote that five years ago, it wasn't that realization. It was that when I had written this, I remember, as I was saying before, clear as day, I remember writing it. But I remember getting to the end of it and I wrote that exact line, see it in 2022. And all I could think about was, oh my God, that is so fucking long away. Like who knows what the the world's going to be like then? Who knows what life's going to be like then? I'm going to be older. Am I going to be wiser? I'm more mature. Like how's things going to feel? It's crazy because I still feel like the same 12 year old that I was <laughs> just as a 17 year old, almost 18. So that was probably the most emotional part to read because I was like, fuck the five years since then has gone so fast. And me remembering that moment so vividly in my mind and thinking that thinking that it was going to take so long 
just makes it feel like all the years in between have disappeared. Because when I look back on year eight, for example, I remember things in between then, but it feels like it was so long ago. But at the same time, when I go back to this exact moment or when I wrote See It in 2022, it literally feels like it was three years ago max. That's it. I feel like also because of COVID taking up a lot of time, like that took up what? Year 10, year 11, year 12. Well, year 12, we can consider it. Year 12, we can like say that that was the case, but obviously COVID wasn't as bad then in Sydney. So I guess COVID did take up a good three years or whatever it is. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Well, we'll say like two years. So I guess saying that it felt like only three years max makes sense because the past two years really just disappeared. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling a lot of fucking shit right now, but you get the point. If I could tell my 12-year-old self anything when I was writing this letter, I'd probably say, chill out. Don't be so stressed about success and making everything perfect. And everything kind of does fall into place. As cringe as it sounds, everything falls into place. Everything did happen for a reason. Everything is going to happen for is going to happen for a reason. And the stresses you were about YouTube back then, as it, and just about everything about the future, all those things, you were definitely hoping that you'd be some rich, famous YouTuber in 2022. Don't blame you. Still would love to be, but I think over that time period, you kind of just learnt that everything did fall into place and everything will fall into place with time. And by the end of it, you'll be more grateful that things did fall into place than forcing anything. Yeah. Other than that, I'd probably say don't take people's thoughts and don't take people's perception of you so serious. (laughs) It was a big issue for me personally. I was wanted to make sure that everyone's perception of me was like perfect because if they thought of me in a certain way, then like I'd act different around them or like try to act different so that they think of me in a different way. So I'd say just don't worry about anyone else. Fuck everyone. And that's all. Thank you for listening to this episode of The After Party. More of an emotional one, if you will. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know what else to say. It's like that got to like a really awkward point just then. But I hope you enjoyed it. There'll be another episode coming out next week with a very special guest who I'm really excited about. Make sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you in the next episode of The After Party and not at the party. See you then. Goodbye.